Hello everyone and welcome back for another episode of the Early Music Podcast. This series is produced by REMA, the European Early Music Network. My name is Yasmina Czernčić and this episode is dedicated to the role programmers and artists play in the process of audience development. Our guest today is Constance Wimmer, a professor in music mediation and audience engagement at the University of Graz in Austria, who also worked as a project developer with many orchestras, concert halls and festivals. She will tell us more about the necessity of audience feedback and what concert organizers and programmers can gain from it. She will also highlight the important role that musicians can play in shaping their concerts and projects to reach music enthusiasts and newcomers alike and even to attract those who would never think of attending a concert. I'm professor for audience engagement at the University of Music and Performing Arts in Graz. And I'm as well vice rector for academic and international affairs. I wasn't always professor. I worked a couple of years for concert organizer as a curator for concerts for young people. And I developed concert formats and I worked together with composers on specific mediation projects uh, for young people. And then I entered university and started to try to teach music mediation and this kind of audience engagement uh, we are doing in, in Austria and Germany. Now I'm since two years in Graz. What we really try in Graz is that we address the musicians themselves. We try to change the kind of audience engagement, the kind of audience development, the kind of communication between uh, the stage and the audience through the musicians themselves. We don't have courses for um, concert organizers, cultural management students or music pedagogues for this field, but we try to address the musicians who study instrumental studies um, with us to give them this kind of attitude, this kind of communication skills we think they need um, when they enter the concert life. is saying that the 19th century was the century of the composers and 20th century was the century of the conductors and now we enter the century of the spectators then audience engagement is as vital as never before because we really have to look who is our audience what are they longing for what are they interested in how diverse is uh, the audience of today, uh, how diverse is the society in our cities, in our regions, and what really do we offer as concerts, as concert formats, as workshop, as participating uh, culture formats.
why we have to slip into into the minds of our audiences because we we tried to answer this question very categorically in the 1970s when Hilmar Hoffmann he was mayor in Frankfurt and he wrote a wonderful book culture for everyone and we tried to to walk this path and try to find solutions for all to open up our cultural institutions for all But who is all? Who is everyone? Our our societies really changed since the Second World War, since the 70s. And our society is as diverse as never before. And it's not enough to, to go this path, but really we have to know who is our audience and what do they want and what are their longings and what would they need to really enjoy a classical concert format. It doesn't help anymore just to open it for everyone because everyone isn't interested in what we are doing. We have to do something about it to make it interesting and to change our attitudes, to change our formats, to change our way of communicating with the audience. problem is that there is no such thing as the audience. We don't have this uh, group of people we think we know and we think we can find services which find the needs of the audience. But we, we have in the audience uh, a group of people who are very elaborate listeners who, who did it for several years, who read books about composers, who are very open for everything. We have people who really want to go to concerts because they want to enjoy music, but they do not know so much about it. They try to, to find a way emotionally to get into the music. And we have people who are afraid to enter a concert hall because they think they could behave wrong, they, they could do the wrong thing, applaud at the wrong timing. So there are many different audiences. The biggest mistake is to think they are like me. We who are concert organizers, who are in the field of culture since the beginning of our professional life, we are not the common audience. We are a very professional audience. We had an education which was very special, otherwise we wouldn't be in these concert halls and in these orchestras and ensembles. And that's always the question. If we really want to know what the audience is thinking, we have to ask them and not ask ourselves because then we get always the same answers. But if we really try to find a focus group of subscribers, if we may ask them a question or two, then we really get astonishing answers and not self-fulfilling things we already know or think to know.
I ask the question uh, my students, if they want to change something about concert life, what is it they really want to keep and what is it they really want to change? And I get very much the same answers. So we, we all have a great pleasure in these very concentrated moments we experience without mobile phones, without distraction for anything outside this concert hall and this kind of listening to the music. And, and we really want to keep this because it's so special in, in these times. But there are so many things we, uh, we and our students really want to change. And it has to do with what is the meaning of a concert? What is the meaning of the music for people who are living now? And what could we tell about this meaning? How could we make this meaning more present, more urgent, more uh, really at the needs we have today? And that's what I think that we have to change about the concert formats to get this meaning more, more to our present state of mind. And it's different. It's really different when you are listening to, I don't know, a piece of Bach uh, in the 18th century or you listen to a piece of Bach in the 21st century because the listener isn't the same. The musician who plays the piece isn't the same. But we meet this Bach cosmos, but to really meet it in a really meaningful way, we have to think about how do we do this. Should we really do it uh, the way the people in the 19th century did it, uh, which wasn't the time when Bach invented his music? Or should we find our own way of presenting this music, of listening to this music, of perhaps make the context come nearer into the concert by some small things we can change? I always like this example about the um, performance of the Messiah of Handel, where the concert organizers just changed the entrance situation for the audience and they had an entrance for believers and an entrance for non-believers. And this really changed the whole setting in the concert because the audience was in another mood.
I don't see the problem that you can't reach excellency when you make a concert accessible for people who are not going to concerts every week. It's your artfulness to create a setting for this very artful music of high excellence, to find a setting where this wonderful music can be listened to by people who are not used to it. This is your task. You have to find a way to do this. You don't have to downgrade and to have easy listening Baroque pieces you think are accessible for everyone. That's really the wrong direction. You can choose the pieces of music you really want to choose because they are wonderful and you want to bring them in your concerts. And then you have to find a way how to do this for people who are not concert goers as usual as yourself. So... And then you can find ways, because you can make the concert shorter, uh, you can find a way of seating which makes clear that you are the host for something and the people are invited by you and, and you want to be a good host and to make them comfortable and to make an atmosphere where they can listen to this piece of music because you think it's really important for them. If you can do this, then you can choose every music you want. What I really think could help if you ask your audience what they would need to, to listen to the music and if they bring a friend, what the friend would need. If you ask the audience who is already there what they are needing, they will say everything's all right. But if you ask them what a friend would need to accompany them, then perhaps you will get the answers which the audience wouldn't tell you because they think they are so advanced and uh, good listeners, they don't need anything. But uh, via the friend, you will get uh, really good answers. How to reach a broader audience for a, an art form which really is a niche. That's a, a really difficult question because of the kind of works, the kind of compositions which are not loud as in a big 19th century orchestra but focused on chamber music, on very fine communication between the musicians. So I don't think it will be like popular music and it doesn't have to be. But it is really possible to find new partnerships between this wonderful art form and other art organizations. And not only arts organizations, but also organizations in the city you are living perhaps. To be with your ensemble a good neighbor to all the institutions nearby. So perhaps with the school nearby, with the library, an art gallery. To address these organizations and ask 
if you could do something together which would mingle uh, mix the audiences of the library and and i think that could be wonderful concerts you you could find cooperations perhaps between an ensemble and a library and through a cooperation like this you find hundreds of formats only because of the mixture of those two art forms <laughs> that in present times we have a mixed feeling concerning the elite. But what I try to tell my students is that we should experience more an attitude of artistic citizenship, which we only can provide because we are able to do things others can't. If you are a wonderful musician and can do music, you can address people in their needs through your art form. And because of this, you are kind of elite, because you can do something in an excellent way not everybody can do. So you are elite. But if you use it as a form of artistic citizenship, you are feeling you are part of this society in your country and in Europe and in the world, then you will find a good way of living this kind of elitism through your citizenship. What I really want my students to discover through all the courses we provide is to have fun with this kind of work, uh, to really enjoy being communicative towards the audience and really to try to experiment. Don't be afraid of failures, uh, don't be afraid of concert formats which aren't that good as you hoped they would be and try again and find a new way but really stay open for every kind of artistic development because it's something which goes into the future. Uh, it comes from the past, but it goes into the future with the musicians we train today. And when they are courageous and, and open-minded and they like what they do, not because they have to, but they really enjoy to find these new formats and new workshops, pre-concert, participation, whatever things, then I'm very hopeful that we have a wonderful concert life in the future. Thank you very much, Constance Wimmer, for taking the time to talk to us today. 
you explored many interesting leads for cultural organizations and artists to consider their audience in a different way. Artists have a social responsibility to share their talent and passion with the world, and finding innovative ways to do so is part of the task. It is true that collaborations between different cultural sectors are always very fruitful and a common project between a library and an ensemble does sound like a great idea. Your enthusiasm for the future is definitely most welcome and encouraging. This podcast series takes another look at the themes that will be addressed during the Remain Connected conferences as an introduction or a branching out session. Next month's episodes will be focused on Ireland, cultural tourism, and, as always, early music. So make sure not to miss it. <laughs>